And welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick pod. Say it with me, a cast, a million here with you. M I W L I A N from Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, out here in Saint City, and uh, welcoming you, number one, to the program. But also, we on the show, we bring you wonderful, wonderful stories and testimonies of all from all around the world of what God is doing. If you're going to say that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then we have to be able to back it up. We have to mean it when we say it. And this show is a demonstration of that because we're putting the goodness of God on display. And I'm demonstrating to you week in and week out that God's healing power and miracles are available anytime, anywhere, for anyone on demand to anybody that's a basically a believer willing to enforce it. Let me leave, it, leave you with that before we get into today's guest. So um, with all that, we're showing you healing all around the world. And today's guest joining me on the phone today is uh, a gentleman I got to be friends with not too long ago. And we started uh, chatting by the phone and we, we uh, uh, his, some of his family lives out my way. So we got to connect up and we're uh, you know, one big, happy Christian family out this way. So it's, uh, it's, it's a definite pleasure to have him here. My guest is a life team leader for JGLM out in the Virginia Beach, Virginia area. Also a member of the military joining us on the phone, Mr. Stan Albuquerque. Stan, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Million. Thanks for having me on. I am so excited that you're here. It's uh, We've had some good conversations uh, over this last year or so, and uh, it's awesome to have you here. So without delaying this thing any further, let's hear some good testimony, something big, something crazy, something off the charts. What can you share with us? Hi, well, uh, there was a uh, situation some years ago where uh, I was stationed overseas in Japan uh, in Sasebo, and uh, I was one of the, the younger uh, believers in the area. I was very zealous, so I, I was kind of known by the people there, and I was approached by one of the high school students, and uh, who is this young girl who said that she needed my help with something, and I said, well, what, what do you need? And she said that she had a, a Ouija board, and every time that she would uh, throw it away in the garbage, when she would come back home or she woke up in the morning, it would be back up in her closet. Which I found that it's, it actually happens quite often because of uh, all the things. So I, um, I told her, said, you know what, don't worry about it. Give it to me and it will never get it back. And so what I did was I took the uh, Ouija board and I was kind of like, okay, I, I took some lighter fluid went to a park where there was like a barbecue pit. I uh, pretty much covered it up with wood, had other things. I mean, it's cardboard, right? So it should burn. I lit it up and the fire came up and then it would die down. And it would, I mean, the fire would go out. And I stayed there for about 20 minutes trying to burn a piece of cardboard that refused to burn. And then finally I got fed up with it and I said, okay, devil, you are going to, this is going to burn and nothing that you can do is going to stop it. So I lit it up on fire again and the Ouija board popped out of the fire pit. Wow. And I just picked it up, put it back in and held it down with a stick. And I just said, you will burn in Jesus name. And it burned and it never came back to the girl. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, listeners, it's, um, I'm glad that Stan brought this up because we had uh, posted on my, actually my Facebook and the, the uh, ministry site on Facebook, we posted an article about some kids that were playing with a Ouija board down in Mexico 
And they basically went out of their minds, started growling, hallucinations, and medical staff had to subdue them and restrain them, and, and crazy stuff's going on. So it's, uh, I had to, the Ouija board is probably the best way to get yourself nice and demon possessed if, if that's what you're after. I, I'd probably give that the number one ranking. And, uh, this, so I'm glad you brought up the story, Stan. Thank you. Um, this girl that brought you this board, was she having any physical issues or any spiritual problems when she encountered you? Uh, I had asked her, and the only thing that I, I mean, she didn't indicate that she was going through anything physically, although she was uh, an unbeliever, so I prayed with her. Uh, she ended up receiving Christ that day, but mind you, I had never met her before then. She had just heard about me, and so she approached me, and I had never met her until that day. Okay. So, you know, and it was one of those situations where it's like an encounter that I was not expecting. So I haven't heard from her. Uh, I only ran into her once, and she said that it never came back. But I never saw her after that. Now, over in uh, Japan, you're with the Navy, correct? That is correct. Okay, so you were telling me... Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was stationed in Japan for five years. Okay. Yeah, five years. Now, before we got on the air today, you were telling me a story about uh, something kind of wild that just happened that you posted on Facebook. Would you share that testimony with us as well? Certainly. Uh, this actually happened about a week and a half ago. Uh, a friend of mine brought a, uh, a Christian that he had met on the ship. Because my friend had just recently gotten stationed in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. And he wanted to introduce me to, to this young man. So he brought him to my house. We uh, started chatting, fellowshipping, beloved brother. And he explained to me how that he was, he almost wasn't able to get in the military because he was born with a condition where his right leg was two to three inches shorter than his left leg. So after some, and, and that also had caused him a lot of pain. So one of the things that happened was that I just, after a little bit more fellowship, I said, all right, let's go in the living room and we'll get this thing taken care of. We went to the living room, sat down, put his legs out in front of me. In Jesus' name, leg, I commend you, grow. And before all our eyes, his leg grew. And his pain immediately left. That, that, was, that was the first time that I had ever been involved in a leg growing out. Wow. So that was the first time for me. And, uh, but it was one of those things where it was, I, the Word of God is, is true. So I acted like it's true, and it worked. Because the Word of God is what works. You know, I, I like the the leg lengthening is uh, one of the things I really like because there's there's a certain element or a certain point at which you really can't debate much after that. It's, uh, you know, and of course, some people have different opinions on what's happening and all that. But in, in its purest sense, when it happens, uh, especially when you have witnesses like that, you really can't argue much beyond that. What was the reaction of the, the guys with you when they saw this? He... And he stood up in tears. He just started crying, and he, he kept saying the same thing over and over. I don't feel pain. There's no more pain. And then he started running around my house because he wasn't able to do that before. Mm-hmm. At least not, not the way that he was. I mean, he had no pain. And his and the thing is that now he, you know, I, I texted him a couple of days later because I was like, man, I, it's all, it was one of those experiences where it was like unique for me because I had not yet experienced that. You know, and I had texted him, and I said, so uh, tell me, did did your leg really grow, or is it just the pain that left, right? Because I wanted to be accurate so that I can share the testimony. He said, all I know is that the pain is gone, and I'm getting used to walking upright. Oh, because awesome. he, has to re, he has to learn how to rebalance himself. 
because now he's walking normal because he wasn't able to do that before. That's crazy. You know, with, uh, it's interesting listeners because leg lengthening is one of those things it's, you see it a lot. And I, and I think the reason is because it's a relatively easy demonstration once you get a hold of it. And, uh, I know for me, it took about five or six tries and a lot of like kind of frustration before I had the first time it happened for me. And since then I'm at about like 25 in a row. Cause we, I started counting just for fun and I'm at 25 right now. And it's been, it's, it's been a fun thing. I'll tell you another quick story was, um, every year for, um, through my wife's job, she has health insurance. And one of the things we get discounts on is if we get physicals and get checked out. Well, from last year to this year, uh, she, her height is actually higher than it was last year because we were at the beginning of last year playing around with leg lengthening. And I said, let's see what happens. And, uh, it's, it's on her records. Now she's, I think three quarters of an inch taller than she was last year. And we just kind of like looked at each other and laughed. I'm like, I know why that is. <laughs> You know, you know, I gotta say that um, one aspect about this whole uh, thing about the leg lengthening is that, you know, this is one of those things where it's it's difficult for you to disprove, all right? Because it, the thing is that it's where our faith can alter the physical world, where it literally, it where where the verse it says in the Bible that says that our faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It means that faith is tangible, and that when it becomes visible, when it when it, the evidence is 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 seen, then it, it becomes real to people. And I got to say, his you know my friend who was there, he uh, he's the one who brought him. He I had been talking to him about faith and walking in the power of God, and and you know until that happened, I don't think it was really real for him. Because now he's seeing, yes, this is the real deal. This is, this, it really is true. It is really real. That is, and, and that's something that a lot of believers really need. That is huge. Exactly what I was going to say. It's, uh, you know, one part of it is, is knowing it. And another part is actually believing it. There, there's two different elements to that. And it's exactly that when, you know, we could talk about, oh, you know, Jesus heals, Jesus heals all that. But until somebody actually witnesses it and realizes they can do it and they become sort of activated in that, so to speak, it, it, it's a whole paradigm shift at that point. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's awesome that you did that. It's awesome that happened. And uh, hey, you got your first one, man. So, uh, I'm proud of you, bro. Keep, uh, keep that rolling. But we are uh, actually up against our first break. So listeners, Stan Albuquerque. Kirky, JGLM Life Team Leader, Virginia Beach, also uh, Navy, joining us on the phone today and uh, talking about these awesome testimonies. And when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more about him, his background and experience. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Don't nobody go nowhere. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada.
All right, listeners, we are back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am the boss of this Borgata out here in uh, Vegas, Dominion Fire Church. And uh, if you would like to check us out more, it's dominionfire.com. It's our website where you can find all of our contact information, social media, as well as the entire catalog of the Heal the Sick podcast with just amazing men and women of God. I I have been so fortunate to talk to so many people, so many people from around the world who are all ha- all putting a, a bit of their own spin and a little bit of their own flavor on healing ministry, yet getting the same results. And it's amazing over and over again how it, for as much as a lot of us are, are different and we kind of have our own little methods of how we do things, we're all getting the same results because of Jesus. It is so stinking cool, guys. Joining me on the phone today, Stan Albuquerque, JGLM, which is John G. Lake Ministry. So if you check them out at jglm.org, if you'd like more. Uh, JGLM Life Team Leader, Virginia Beach, Virginia, joining us on the phone today, was telling us uh, some testimonies, which are uh, off the charts. I uh, love hearing that kind of stuff. And now we get to hear about him. So Stan, would you please tell the audience about yourself, your background, and experience? Sure. Close to 40. Although everybody says I look like I'm in my 20s. Hmm. So I, I, I'm, I thank God for that. Uh, I, uh, I'm currently active duty in the military uh, in the Navy. Uh, I have been now uh, a total of 14 years active duty. Um, as far as uh, ministry-wise, I am the life team leader for Virginia Beach, as, you, as you've mentioned. And uh, I have been, because of my, my constant moving for the military, uh, I haven't been able to, to stay in one particular place long enough to, uh, to really pursue full-time ministry or anything of that nature, except that, uh, in my mind, every believer is supposed to be, is always on full-time ministry anyway. So no matter where I go, uh, or, you know, who I meet, I'm, I'm always... I'm always uh, active in whatever it is that the Word of God tells me to do. And one of the things that, uh, as far as my own life, you know, I come from a background where my family is Brazilian. Um, you know, I didn't grow up in a religious home, but uh, if anybody is familiar with Brazilian culture, there's a lot of uh, spiritualistic aspects to the culture. And so I grew up knowing about the, the reality of those things. And it wasn't until after I joined the Navy that I had asked myself a lot of questions and considered and pondered uh, <clears throat> the different possibilities of what it all means and what, what are the implications if God exists. And I, I just concluded that, yeah, God does exist. And I ended up meeting a, a young Christian guy who uh, brought me to a local church um, when I was stationed in uh, Waukegan, Illinois. And I ended up getting uh, getting saved. And... One of the things about my my own walk with God was that, well, I was one of these guys where I, I want to be sure that what I'm believing is true. So one of the things that the approaches that I had about it was if, if you know, what I believe is really true, then what is the one aspect about God that has to trump everything else? And I concluded, and I, I, I probably think that it's probably because of my experience in the military, my conclusion was, well, authority is the final issue. Okay. Because the true God has to demonstrate power and authority over everything else that calls itself God. And so over the course of my walk with God, I've had numerous experiences where God has demonstrated his power and authority, his dominion over everything else. And I have grown in, in this you know, over the years. So how did you get into the actual healing message and with JGLM? 
Oh, well, some years ago, uh, and this actually began uh, originally when um, my mother had gotten sick with cancer. And she had gotten sick in February. She died in July. And I was not, that was not, I was really wasn't familiar with any of the healing ministry, but I remember at the time feeling like, man, I feel so frustrated because I was like, you know, I want to help my mother, but I didn't know exactly how to do it. And I remembered pastors coming to pray for my mom and, excuse me, pastors coming to pray for my mother and they would always pray in the sense of, oh God, you know, have mercy, please heal uh, Maria, please help her. And, and then some of them would even walk out on their way out and they would turn to me and say, you need to let your mother go. And that bothered me because to me, it, it was, I was, I would ask myself, where's the victory that I read about in scripture? Where are the, where are the results, you know, that, that I'm reading about in the Bible? What, why, why is it that the, the, the leadership isn't talking like what I'm reading? And so about a few months later, I came across the material from John Jack Ministries, the uh, DHT. And when I heard it, it, it forced me to reevaluate exactly what I believed. And I found that a lot of my beliefs were based on tradition. And, when, and what I had to do is I had to readjust how I saw things to what was actually written in the scriptures, not what I thought was, was being said. And so uh, right after that, um, my, my father ended up getting diagnosed with cancer. And it was a prostate cancer. And he started wasting away more and more and more. And then after a year of learning all of these things, I, I, one day I just kind of got fed up with my dad's condition. I called up my, uh, my brother and said, Deep, we're going to go ahead and call dad and we're going to get this thing off of him today. Because he was, my dad was bleeding. He was, he was just wasting away every day. So we called him and uh, we told him, Dad, we're, we want to pray for you right now over the phone. And we want to get this thing off of you so that you can be healed. And he said, okay, do your thing. And so we went ahead and we blasted that thing over the phone. We commanded that sickness to that cancer to go. We cursed and commanded to die in his body. That day, his bleeding stopped. Nice. Today, my father doesn't have cancer anymore. Oh, how cool. So, oh, so and I had, cause I, I had decided that I was not going to lose another family member to cancer. So when I realized that, we have been we've been given great and precious promises by which we can partake of the divine nature. I realized, man, I need to do exactly the way Jesus did it. And once I started running with it, everything else went downhill. Yeah, it's interesting because, and and you'll probably be able to relate to this too. Um, you, what you just said kind of struck me a little. It's uh, when people were saying, "Well, you know, you have to let them go." You know, uh, we had a similar situation in our family. Uh, my wife's mother passed away from cancer uh, almost a year ago, and it's very hard when you're. It's like you're the only ones that you feel have faith, and everybody else is just, oh, you know, let it go quickly or let her go. And, and it, it's a, a big part of the battle. And in this battle, we unfortunately lost. And you know, we have, you know, we, we've gotten our. You know, God has kind of prompted us as to what happened. So it's, you know, we're kind of at peace with the situation, but it's very difficult sometimes with um, feeling like you're the only one having faith or you're the only one that kind of gets it. Do you experience that a lot or did you go through that as well? At, at first, you know, I was 
constantly uh, trying. Well, I think that if I can, if I may say, uh, some of the things that I had to go through is that I once I came to the conclusion that I couldn't rely on other people to have faith for whatever they needed, and that Jesus didn't go that way either. Then I realized that well, I need to have faith for them. And so uh, it, it was a progression because I had to, like I said, there were a lot of traditional beliefs. I had to, I actually listened to the uh, the DHTs, the Divine Healing Technician Training. Mm-hmm. I had to listen to it over and over and over again because my mind would revert back to the old way of thinking. I had to constantly remind myself of how, uh, because what I did was I would, I, I noticed how that when I would read certain verses, it was as if I would glance over it because I thought I already understood it. Mm-hmm. but because of uh, the tradition. And then I would have to reinforce my mind to conform to what was actually written. And so it was a process for me. And so when people came to me, I had to act like what the Bible said was true and not what their perception of that was. Yeah, definitely. My uh, uh, friend of mine that was on the show previously, uh, Don Lyle, he, he often says that pray for a thousand people first and then let's start assessing. And there's you know something about also what you just said that if you get a hold of the DHT, you have to hear a full DHT at least, I would say at least 10 times before you you start getting it, if that makes sense. And then not only that, pray for about a thousand people or so, and then you'll know exactly where you stand on this and you'll see the, the difference start to kick in. So we're up against our second break, listeners. Keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. And when we come back, more of Stan, and we're going to hear a lesson that's on his heart to share with us. So keep it locked here. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast, presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing, and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back on the saddest but happiest segment of the show, number three. Sad because it's the end, but happy because we still got a long way to go. Million here with you at Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada, Heal the Sick podcast, putting God's goodness on display. Thank you so much for joining us. Stan Albuquerque joining us on the phone, and we've been uh, just hearing about just cool testimonies and his background and experience. And one of the things he said in the last segment, which kind of my, my, my spiritual antenna went up when he said it was about... The Word of God versus tradition, and this is something that as a minister I deal with all the time, trying to get people to kind of open their eyes and wake up to, um, you're believing a tradition and not the truth. So Stan, this is kind of an important area for you as well. So what can you share concerning Word of God, tradition, all that good stuff? What do you got? As far as tradition goes, okay, it's not so much that all tradition is bad. 
It's any tradition that contradicts the Word of God. See, what I've found is that we have a lot of belief systems that we have built up over the years uh, based that where we have based our theology either on failure or uh, on whatever, so that we ended up developing these traditional beliefs that actually look biblical on the surface. They really appear biblical. But when you actually compare the tradition versus what's actually written, and oftentimes that tradition contradicts the Bible, and what the problem with that is that once, uh, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But if what you're hearing is more tradition than truth, then your faith becomes compromised. So when you have uh, traditional beliefs, that what happens is it actually ends up producing the opposite effect. Instead of believing the Word of God, by believing the, the wrong tradition, it actually promotes unbelief. And so Jesus said that there's only two things that can cause failure. One, either by your unbelief, or two, by your tradition, you make the Word of God ineffective. So one of the things that I, I think is supremely important for believers today is to identify those traditions and literally obliterate them. Have no tra- Just obliterate those traditions that contradict the Word of God, and all that's left is the Word of God. And that is what produces results. And I found also that once the traditions were removed, it actually became easier to believe. Because the the traditions were a part of the problem. They were part of that thing that caused you to question, oh, is God going to show up? It's because of things like that, that unbelief and doubt, which are two separate things, by the way, um, that that's when they begin to creep in and we become ineffective. And the world needs the church, the body of Christ, to rise up and take a hold of their birthright and to know that they are sons and daughters of God. And God gave you his spirit so that your words do not fall to the ground. So that when you speak, you speak as a son of God would speak. So that when you, when you command sickness to go, that it leaves. When you command the, the, the devil to depart and all his works to be destroyed, that it will be so. And uh, one of the things that we do oftentimes is that when, because people don't know what the will of God is, they don't even realize that when they end their prayers that they're actually contradicting themselves. When people pray, Lord, is this your will? Is this... Uh, you know, is this really what you want? Or when they're, and they're not sure, you have to realize that every time that you pray that and you end your prayer with an amen, you're literally trumping your prayer because you say, so be it. Amen means mm-hmm. so be it. Well, when you say that and you're saying, well, you don't know if it's the will of God, then you're literally trumping whatever will God, God's will is. So when you say amen, it ought to be a prayer of faith to where it's not where God, is it your will, but rather, God, it is your will, and we agree with your will, and we're going to enforce your will. And once we understand what the will of God is, by after we remove the tradition, we can see clearly what the will of God is, and we enforce it. Quick thing I wanted to have you cover. You said there's a difference between unbelief and doubt. Can you give us a quick uh, run through of that? Sure. Um, if, you're, uh, if a person is a, uh, who has believed in Jesus, then you are a believer. Right? I mean, that's like a logical conclusion. If you believe in Jesus, then you are a believer. Okay. Well, if you, if you believe in Jesus, then that means 
unbelief is not your problem. Because okay. in the New Testament, if you have believed in Jesus, it is assumed that you have faith. Okay. So once uh, you have believed in Jesus, unbelief is not the issue. Now, doubt, however, that is, the, the literal meaning of doubt is to stop, hesitate, and turn back. Okay. That's literally what doubt means. So when we as believers, if we stop and hesitate and turn back, then we're not allowing the, the natural progression of, of the flow of the Spirit to, to do what it needs to do. And most believers, unfortunately, we have given a reputation to our enemy, the devil, that we're not, we're not really patient. And so what we do is we relegate, you know, to the enemy that, oh, we, we have determined that, well, we're not going to fight, we're not going to keep persisting. So what happens is that we have a reputation, for the most part, that, well, if I, the devil knows that if he just resists the church long enough that they'll quit. But if believers don't doubt, that is, if they don't stop, hesitate, and turn back, and they just keep pressing on and never give up and constantly keep just pursuing the enemy, not being chased by him, but you chasing the enemy, eventually it'll break. And once it does, it'll create a momentum. And so, you know, the, like what I mentioned earlier about the young man when his leg grew out, for me, I mean, that was my first time seeing something like that. I got to tell you, that created a momentum in me that now it's like, okay, now I want to see limbs grow all the way. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yep. It, it expanded my horizons because I realized that, you know, when the scripture says that nothing shall be impossible to him that believes, that's because it's true. Brilliant. And um, Stan, if people would like to find out more about you or maybe contact you or get some information or if they're out in your area, how can they contact you? What can you share with us? We actually have a uh, Facebook page. It's called JGLM Life Team Virginia Beach. You can just search for that. It's really easy to find. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, put in any messages in there, and I, I check it regularly, so I can uh, definitely get in contact with you if you want to, you know, take part in our last team. We're actually getting together tonight at 6.30, so every Tuesday is when we get together, and uh, you're welcome to come Excellent. And uh, again, I want to thank you for, for being here with us today. Just great information. Loved what you had to say, and especially in this segment as well. And um, as we are wrapping up our show, I always ask our guests if they will please pray for our audience for healing or for restoration, deliverance, whatever is needed. So I'd like to ask you to pray for us, please. And um, if you get any promptings, word of knowledge, anything like that, by all means, drop it on these guys, because I think they can handle it. And uh, so, uh, Stan, would you please pray us to the amen, please? Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness, your mercy, your grace, your power, your majesty, your kingdom, everything, Lord God, that you have done for us. You have taken us from the kingdom of darkness, and you have placed us in the kingdom of your dear Son, and you have made us the righteousness of God in Christ. And Lord God, by your word, it is clear that it is always your will that we win every battle. Lord God, we just thank you that we have absolute victory in Christ, that through him, Lord God, all things are possible. Nothing is withheld to those who have trusted in you. I bless you, Father, because you are good and you are strong, and you are seeking 
people on the earth, to and fro, in whom you can show yourself strong. But Lord God, I lift up everybody who's listening to this podcast right now. If there's anybody who is even now has sickness in their body, I speak now in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be made whole. I command all works of darkness now to depart in Jesus' name. Be healed. I speak life. Limbs are going to be fused and grown. Your body is being restored even now. Father, I thank you that through Christ it is absolutely certain that we have total victory. I bless the people and I speak life over them. And I declare peace over them. In Jesus' name, amen. Ooh, hot fire up in here today. <laughs> Amen. Stan, thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to um, to have a talk with you, and I'm glad that we are friends and we're connected as well. Listeners, um, make sure you uh, check out Stan. Send him a, a little message if you get a chance, a little encouragement is always nice. So um, make sure you check him out where he is found. If at any time you have trouble tracking him down or locating, you can also go through us. You can find us at dominionfire.com on the web. Our email is dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com at healing minister, my personal one. If you like your Christianity a little snarkier than normal, that's where you'd find that. And uh, you can also, uh, we have an Instagram as well, which you can find everything, all social media and everything is found through the website at dominionfire.com. And please make sure you share the podcast with anyone you can think of because the world needs to hear this and uh, we need to get this message out and we need to basically encourage people. Basically, as we said earlier today, let them know that this is real, give them that motivation, light the fire in them, and just turn them loose. That is what the world is sorely waiting for. Simple as that. Listeners, thank you as always for listening. We'll see you next time here on the Heal the Sick Podcast. Millions signing out from Vegas. And and, uh, until I see you next time, boom, goes Yeshua.